Hello. My name is Cameron Baker. Welcome to the show. Before we get started, I want you to know exactly what it is you will find here. Look in your back seat. Look under the bed. Check the closet. Look in all those unsuspecting dark places that should be empty. And understand that from this day forward, they will not be. If you continue to listen, every unlit hallway, every darkened street, the deepest section of the woods untouched by light, will be filled with unwanted things. <laughs> Welcome back. Apologies for our tardiness, but we are going through a bit of a format change. Going forward, we will no longer be a once-every-other-month show. We will instead be releasing two seasons every year. Each season will contain four to six episodes. Starting this week, we will be releasing an episode a week for at least a month. And we'll start back up this October. As always, we are looking for new writers to work with. So, if you would like your story to be featured on the show, reach out to us on social media. We have a Twitter and a Facebook. Or email us at unwantedthingspod at yahoo.com. That's unwantedthingspod at yahoo.com. If you prefer to just listen to the stories, that's fine by me. But I would greatly appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and rating. It helps us find new listeners and is much appreciated. Now, let's get to the show, shall we? Today's story was written by yours truly, and it's called, Don't Drill a Hole in Your Head. We've all heard stories about someone that hears voices in their head. And if we're being honest with ourselves, when someone says that they hear voices in their head, we all assume one of two things. They are either lying, perhaps for financial gain, criminal avoidance, or to procure medication. That, or they are batshit insane. But I can promise you, I am neither of those things. When I tell you that I have heard voices, well, a singular voice in my head, for nearly the entirety of my 36 years of life. I am not only telling you the truth, I am telling you that I am not crazy. The two are not mutually exclusive, as we tend to believe. The voice in my head is real. It's not some figment of my imagination. It's really real. But aside from that, I can tell you very little about it. 
I do not know where it comes from. Why, I am the only one that can hear it. And for the longest time, I had no idea what it wanted. I only knew what it didn't want. I can't recall my exact age at the time of the incident, but I was fairly young, maybe five or six years of age. And by all accounts, I was a very normal child. I was smart, I loved to laugh and play, and like most children of that age, I had yet to accept, or even give much thought to, my own mortality. A regular daredevil I was. On this fateful day, my family had taken me to the park, not far from our house. I was excited, even more so than usual, for today was the day. You see, there were two separate playgrounds at this park. The first was for the younger children. The slides weren't as big, the monkey bars were closer to the ground, and just in case someone fell, the ground beneath was mulch instead of concrete. It would still skin you up pretty good if you fell, but it was a lot more forgiving than concrete. The second playground had no such safety precautions. The ground was concrete. There were monkey bars, ropes to swing from, tall spiraling slides. It was the king of playgrounds. I'd been allowed to play on it before, but one of my parents would always accompany me, helping me onto the slide, making sure I didn't do anything too dangerous. But today, they were going to sit on the bench and watch me play on my own. Freedom. Freedom to play, to run, and do as I pleased. It was glorious. First up, the slides. There was a smaller, straight slide. It was a little taller than what I was used to, but still, easily the smallest here. Then, there was a side-by-side slide. You could race someone to the bottom. I was so excited, I jumped the gun and started the race a little early and won, pretty convincingly. The other child, his name I don't recall, nor is it important. Was upset by my early start, but I didn't care. I was on to the last slide, the tallest slide on the playground, the spiral slide. I ran toward the spiral slide, dodging children as they played. I was on a mission, and I would not be slowed. Upon reaching it, I noticed that there were multiple ways to access the slide and the platform that housed it. You could either go up the stairs onto the platform and go down, or there was a set of monkey bars that led to a platform with a rope ladder, and at the top of the rope ladder was the slide. It was my first time on the slide, and playing by myself, so a set of normal stairs seemed far too pedestrian. This needed to be special. I would conquer the monkey bars, scale the rope ladder, and triumphantly wave to my parents before taking my spiraling prize. Standing on the platform in front of the monkey bars, my heart was fluttering. I couldn't see it, mind you, but I'm sure I wore a smile that bisected my face entirely. I jumped, both hands catching the metal bars, once green, but now just bare metal from years of abuse. I kicked my feet, pushing momentum forward as I grabbed the next bar. 
reaching for the third bar. And then I slipped. I fell. I had kicked too hard, and my grip gave way, sending me to the ground head first. I don't remember much after that. I remember kids screaming, and my parents were talking to me, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. And my parents... And my parents... My parents were talking to me, but I couldn't hear what they were saying. And blood. At the time... I didn't realize it was my blood. My blood all over my father's hands and shirt as he scooped me from the playground and rushed me to our car and then to the hospital. Obviously, I recovered. My prize that day was not a trip down the spiral slide, but a trip to the hospital, where I would receive several staples in my head. The skin and the fracture in my skull would heal over time. The reason I'm telling you this is because that's when I started to hear it. The voice. Well, it wasn't a voice at the time. It it was more like a, a buzz. It made my ears itch, and it felt like it would make my teeth rattle in my skull. Have you ever swung a baseball bat and made contact with the neck of the bat as opposed to the barrel? And you just shake. You can feel it all the way up your arms. It was like that, but I didn't hit anything. And it was in my head. I thought it was just a result of the trauma, and so did the doctors and my parents. But it drove me crazy. This buzzing in my skull. There were times it would be gone, for weeks sometimes, but then it would come back couldn't sleep or eat. I would simply sit and do nothing until the buzzing went away. Eventually, I wanted to just split my head open again. Let it out. I wanted to relieve the pressure in my skull. So I went to the garage, and I found my father's tools. I held the hammer in my hands for a few moments, but I wasn't sure I had the courage to bash my own brains in, so I placed it down, looking for something less manual. Something to do the dirty work for me. The circular saw. Yeah, I I could set it in front of me and lightly press my head. No, no, that wouldn't work. That is way too messy. I wanted to live, I just didn't want to have a beehive for a skull. Then I saw it. The power drill. I grabbed it, and a fully charged battery from the wall. I wanted as much juice as possible, so it could be quick. And I knew it wouldn't be painless, but as painless as it could be. Just a quick hole in the side of my head. That's all. I looked over the drill bits for a while, but I had no real knowledge on what bit would be best to drill through a human skull, so I just grabbed one and placed it in the drill. With the bit in place and the battery fully charged, I held the drill in my hand and gave it a test run. The whirring sound of the drill seemed to combine with the buzzing in my head. 
like a cacophonic symphony. The whirring and buzzing melted together, blurring the rest of the world around me. I could no longer see, but only hear. The two sounds as they began to morph into one. One sound. One voice. Don't drill a hole in your head. All at once, I could see again. The buzzing was gone, and all that remained was the whirring of the drill. So I placed it down. It was quiet. More quiet than it had been in years. I looked around. Certainly someone was here. Someone who just told me to stop what I was about to do. But there was no one. Don't drill a hole in your head. I heard again. Louder. Clearer this time. It was then that I noticed the voice wasn't in the garage. It was in my head. You see, when I fell and I cracked my head on that pavement, that's when I met him. I just couldn't remember it. And that noise, that, that was him all along. He was trying to talk to me, but I was ignoring him, pretending that he wasn't there, pushing him to the back of my mind. It was only when I put myself in danger that he was finally able to break free and reach me. He needs me. He needs us. He can't step foot in this world. He's trapped in another dimension. I, I know it sounds crazy. Now, stop struggling. The next part is very important, and you need to hear it. Don't drill a hole in your head was only the first thing he said to me. Crack the skulls of your fellow man, my son. And with each one, crack the bars of my prison so that I may walk freely in your world. See? See? That's what I've been doing all these years. I, I started just by smashing skulls with whatever I had handy, but that's messy and, and honestly, not necessary. I'm going to do you a favor. See, it's something I've learned. I'm not just going to bash your head in. No, that would be painful. And, and that's not my place to bring you pain. That's for him. That's for him to do. My job is just to open a small hole right in your forehead using this ice pick. And after that, you will die. But in death, you will be privy to all of his wondrous tortures, and he will be one step closer to breaking through into this world. And I can finally see him. Not to see him, I can see him, see his work. <laughs> you have no idea how close we are. All right. I think that's enough. Are you ready? Hold still. This is going to hurt. Forever. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. 
And as I said before, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, as they are vital in our search for new listeners. Stay tuned for more horror, friends. We'll be seeing you soon.